0: Welcome to Miami Creators. I am your host Corrado. I am a photographer here in beautiful Miami, Florida, and each week I bring you the inspiring stories behind Miami's most influential businesses, individuals, entrepreneurs, and more. Today we are joined by Valerie Lopez, co founder and CEO of Shoot My Travel, a global travel photographer marketplace that connects users and local professional photographers on demand or as they describe it, the easiest way to find and hire local photographers in over 500 cities worldwide. On today's episode, Valerie and I discuss her background in photography, the moment she got the idea for the business, the process of growing her company and so much more, including the incredibly touching story of how her dad, who passed away months before she was born, sowed the seed of what would ultimately become Shoot My Travel. Trust me, this is one you don't want to miss. So, please sit back and enjoy this insightful and engaging conversation with Valerie Lopez.
1: Valerie, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to be here digitally.
0: (laughs) So, uh, as we were talking before we started recording, Um, We are actually recording this remotely because we're still under quarantine with COVID-19 and we'll definitely get into some of those things, how that is all affecting your business strategy, how you guys are adapting and everything. But before we get into that, I thought maybe you can take some time to introduce yourself to the listeners, tell them a little bit about who you are, what your company does, everything, and then we can kind of go from there.
1: Awesome. So my name is Valerie Lopez. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Shoot My Travel. I will start with myself. I am originally from Colombia and was raised between Miami and Colombia. So that Latin mix is very vibrant to myself been living here now for almost 10 years in Miami so Miami is my home all my family lives here i am a photographer that's what i trained and love to do and during that journey as a photographer my co-founder camila rojas and i founded Shoot my travel which is a platform that connects travelers with local professional photographers around the world we are active in 500 cities across 100 countries 106 specifically. So we have a very powerful international outreach. Um, and yeah, our, we're very passionate about empowering photographers to keep doing what they love through providing quality jobs um, that can keep them being steady in their house and provide like a steady income to their household. So if you think about it, um, how do you hire a photographer? So it's like, okay, where do I start? Like, where do I go? Okay, I go on Google and I start searching photographers in Miami, photographers in Paris. You go on Instagram and start searching through hashtags, but there isn't any really uh, before my Travel platform that can put and and make it easy for consumers, for users to hire professional photographers, either for traveling, for an event, for wedding, for anything. Um, Usually photographers, we get um, booked or hired uh, by Instagram right now that help the, the network of photography a lot but mostly by referral mm-hmm. so Shoe my travel is a blend between amazing professional vetted photographers where consumers can come in and look for a photographer if they want to plan their next trip in paris so they'll have stunning pictures in paris that was, were taken by a local professional photographer there and that photographer gives you an experience of the city so they'll show you about like really cool local spots hidden gems if somebody's coming to miami and wants uh, a photographer hire a photographer here in Miami. the photographer won't take you to Ocean Drive, they'll take you to little Havana, they'll take you to my design district. they'll take you to hot cool local spots. So you get beautiful photos to cherish for a lifetime, to over post to to do anything that you want with them and you get to like live a local experience with the photographer.
0: When I found out about your platform, I was like, "Oh my god, I am going to be using this so much!" Because as a photographer myself, you know, obviously, yeah, I get amazing photos of my family and the places that we go. But I'm never no in the photos photo. together.
1: Yeah, I'm no never photos in photos. I ends up
0: being a you know, give the give the camera to somebody who's walking by or anything. And when yeah. I found out about you guys, I was like, "Oh, this is fantastic." And I, one of
1: one part of the story that we really like to tell is when we started this, Camila and I, it was a personal project completely like most things that creatives do. And down the line, I told my mom only the first person I told that we were working on shoe my travel and my mom that they had brought a box of pictures and she said that those were my heirlooms. And we started looking through those pictures and I told her like what we were putting together like as a personal project and my mom started crying and she told me that my dad used to do this and I didn't understand what she was saying. You know, typical Latina family in family. I thought she was just crying, being emotional. And I was like, okay, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then she actually told me the story with the photos that she had with her in that box that my dad used to hire professional local photographers in the eighties to take pictures of my family. Back in the day, there wasn't any Instagram, no internet, of course. And there were the photography houses. So he would go around the cities looking for the photography houses and get those photographers, rent a car and take them around the city with him. So I was sitting with my mom 20 something years later, like looking at these pictures and it just hit me so hard in my chest. And I started crying after um, because my dad passed away months before I was, I was born And I had these photos and I just realized the importance of photography and it's just so in our daily lives that we forget to cherish that. And you know that you're a photographer, you have kids, you see like their growth and you understand that the importance of it. But sometimes because we have our phones with us um, and we're taking pictures all the time and we just store them on a cloud, we forget about those moments. And I think right now during this COVID era, we will cherish those moments and those memories more than ever so photography will be more than ever important now and for the future
0: that is so incredible how full circle like your life story oh it my god that's cr- beautiful. Like i still
1: get chills and every time i tell it i get like a little in my throat because wow. it was so like wow like this doesn't happen every day
0: and so that would have been an amazing kind of um, idea of like if that was, you know, mm-hmm. you got that idea from your dad, that would have made an incredible story. But, but if that wasn't the inspiration, then what was the inspiration for, for starting this? What was it that got you thinking?
1: So in 2013, it was our first trip to Europe. I always dreamt of going to go into Paris. And when we were there, the selfie sticks were like in full blown effect. And we were traveling and I was taking amazing pictures of Camilo and he was taking amazing pictures of me. And we saw everybody around us with a selfie stick. And we said, this is so annoying to see everybody on their selfie stick i just like want to go around with a scissor and cut them because it just made the like it took away so much from the experience and then we would go back to the hotel feeling that way about everybody around us and then seeing that we only had pictures of each other but no picture of us together and the only picture Mm -hmm. we had together was a selfie and the eiffel tower was half cropped in the back so we were like this really (laughs) sucks like if, if we're going through this somebody would probably too I was in school. We run a design studio as well. So it was like a lot of things together. And we like sat on that idea there for a little bit. And then a couple of months down the line, we're like, you know what, we should really pursue this. I'm pretty sure we have so many photographer friends in our network that would be super interested in this. We're always looking for jobs because photographers, we need to make money. Um, and it's hard to be a freelancer, so let's just put it out there. And we put it out there as a personal project. It was literally like a blog, like Camila and I coming up with a copy. He did the logo and I, we put, it was so scrappy. Um, but it was so much, like it was so much fun and we just put it out there and everybody was like, this is amazing. You don't understand. This is so cool. And we, we rolled with it and here we are now, three years later.
0: And so when you guys started Did you guys start off just in Miami? Did you guys start off somewhere in specific? Or how do you start this whole thing where it's global? We started
1: in Miami, but we all, so we started in Miami. And then we got a lot of press, international press. So the Guardian featured us. uh, And then that article rippled through the internet. And we had so many, I think it was over 3000 photographer applications. I thought my email had been like, scammed or something like that because I didn't understand like how many emails I would receive and that's how we scaled like with the PR press because there wasn't 2015, 2016, 2017, there wasn't any like platform putting photographers together in a place for you. So it was, it was a great timing, a little bit of magic and a lot of love and work and hard work behind it. So we did start in Miami and it was me taking pictures of my friends to have content to post on the website and friends that were coming to the city and I would show them around and give them the experience. And then one very good friend of ours traveled to Paris and then it all started from there. She traveled to Paris, she did the photo shoot there. And then it, it became like a domino effect.
0: Yeah. Um, Once I feel like once you've got somebody that's part of the platform, I imagine that's kind of like the gateway to mm -hmm. getting a ton of other photographers to also join on the platform.
1: Yes. And also the educating part of the customer, because you weren't like before you didn't think, Oh, I need a photographer for my trip that's so new, but now with Instagram and content creation and social media, we all want to like, look our best. So we need a higher photographer there. And then we use those pictures to send out as Christmas cards or, um, post on our, on our wall in our house. So I think photography has evolved so much in the past five years in a positive Mm -hmm. way that that really helped us like go along in that wave.
0: You know, looking back, what, are some of the key moments both good and bad in the evolution of your business that helped you get to where you are today
1: i think i think we as a team has have always seen like those sour moments as a positive thing even though we've like made so many mistakes early on so building a team is a tough one uh making like correct hires early on was a challenge. And that really set us up for success. And like, what, what is this person need to have to be part of our team? It's not only the skill sets, but the culture needs to be in them and the fact that they want to like put on their soccer player t-shirt and say i'm number 10 and i'm gonna play with you guys so right. that like finding and fine-tuning like a team that we can like count on and feel reliable where some where was a space that we made many mistakes early on um and then learned from that we still make them. we still have had like hires that come in and then go out but we are a little bit more conscious now on how we do like the hiring process and having like a procedure because at the beginning you're like, well, I don't know how to interview somebody. What do I do? What are the key things that I look at? And you might go by the CV or the resume and not by... Is that person a cultural fit into the team? Will we understand each other? Will we communicate correctly? So that was definitely a
0: challenge. So Um, how, how, you know, digging into that a little bit, how has your interviewing process or your hiring process evolved? What are some things that you've changed along the way for the better?
1: So we've made uh, like a process A processing before it was like, Oh, you apply and then you interview and then you're hired. Now it's like, okay, you have to go through like a 10 step process to get hired. So you apply, you do first interview with our CEO or who is Andres, Then you do an interview with uh, Camilo. Then you do a test. So we'll have like a, a, a little like mini test for you to do, depending on like the positioning like, where you're hiring, let's say social media. Right. Um, we'll do like a, okay, let's, create a campaign so that person will create a campaign and then we'll go and pitch it to the whole team and once they pitch it to the whole team we'll do like another little campaign because the first one can be a success but then the second one might not um and then after that campaign like the end thing that we'll do is we'll do we'll do it like a one-on-one interview together and like a personality test um just to learn a little bit more about who they are what they're about what their core values are as a human being which are so important for us um and where they themselves in a year or two because as a startup you want to have people that want to stick around that in six months they're not leaving because you're small your resources are not unlimited and you really need to hire people that want to build with you in the long term two or three years so we've like extended that process from like four, three or four different sets of interviews and then actual activity that we make them do either online or in the office and then a team interview So we make sure that that person fits in like the culture of the team.
0: What else? Any other moments, the the key moments that come to mind? Key moments.
1: Um, I think when you're in this process of building a startup, uh, fundraising is definitely a challenge because one fundraising gives you obviously the funds to keep growing and excel in your business, but it also gives you a lot of like validation within the startup world and the startup community. So Fundraising, being a Latina women founder in Miami, building a creative business was a very challenging thing to do because most of the people out there are building like heavy tech or photography at that point wasn't the BC's minds. Angel investors were like, Oh, well photography, how scalable is that? Like, are people really looking for content? And then they're like, okay, yes, right. people are <laughs> looking for co- like who else is creating yeah. the content? Who isn't is looking
0: like, for content? Yeah.
1: Exactly. So it took us a while to fine tune our, our pitch, um, and make sure that they understood how scalable content is in, in a term. Um, so that was like a big challenge because in the meantime we had to creep keep growing the business but also bootstrap not get paid and try to like get money to, to fuel the machine even more so i think it it was a tough time but it was necessary because it really made us become frugal and very tactical in how we spend the money and where we spend it
0: so obviously as as we were talking earlier We're right smack in the middle of this coronavirus and COVID-19. So with a global business so centered around tourism and traveling and everything, like the perfect recipe of all the things that are not happening right now. Yes. Um, Talk to us a little bit about how this is all affecting your business, how you guys are adapting, um, what challenges or opportunities you're you're seeing in in these times
1: we've I we talked a little bit about this when before we were recording um but we were monitoring the situation since January like late January one of our team members is in based in China um and when he came to visit us to Miami January 29th and that's when he told us like this is something that we need to start paying close attention because it will spread so we were like monitoring the situation and like kind of preparing and seeing week by week how it was evolving. Um, so we had the chance to actually put pl- prepare a little bit way before than what other companies maybe had the time, because we had like an insider and somebody on the other side, like living it firsthand. So we expected things to go bad and obviously revenue to decrease dramatically, but not to this point where we're all, like around the world in quarantine like this i think that this was very unexpected for everyone so it has affected us i think in all ways it affected our revenue it has affected is affected directly our photographers because we've had to cancel and postpone shoots um it has affected our team because we've all had to have like pay cuts in order to continue but we've like prioritized prioritized not having to furlough anybody or let go of anybody because we all know like we are in this together and as much as we can to like consolidate and cut memberships and like cut spending where we don't really need it and it's not vital we can do it in order to keep our team like alive and surviving as well. Uh, it's affected us emotionally because obviously when you're a growing big s- business and you're three xing year over year, and then you have a hard stop, it's like, Holy moly, what the heck am I going to do? Like, what do you do? How do you talk to investors about it? You have like other moving pieces that you have to like in a certain way, um, like be one step ahead of that. So it, it really like, it, it it hurt us in all the ways but it also gave us another opportunity was instead of focusing on on the revenue instead of focusing on selling let's focus on our community and our photographer base which is so important and vital for our business so we've shifted that attention from our consumer into our supply marketplace and our photographers. so building challenges for them to stay creative at home so we did the photo so we had the photographers at home hashtag and they've been sharing like photos of the empty cities photos of things and how they're staying creative at home we've been doing lives with them zoom calls um interviews um at the end of this we want to put together a book that shows the experiences of, of photographers around the world um so short um paragraphs on or like journal entries of how they're living it and of photograph or various photographs of their experiences how their cities have been impacted and their families because this is a historical moment um and then later on selling this to obviously give back to them and get all those profits to go to to them um when we have it all together so we've shifted our focus that's i guess the beauty of having a marketplace we have to Two ways that we can play it. And we've shifted shifted completely to the community. How can we build for community? How can we build tools for them? How can we teach them something, bring them together um, and build community instead of focusing on revenue? Which at the end of the day, I feel that was something that we've always wanted to do. But because you're constantly on the machine of, we have to sell more, we have to sell more, we have to sell more, you forget about the core feelings. So for us, it's been, yes, it's been tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We've all had to cut down on everything. We consolidated our house and our office space together. Um, as founders, we've like cut down our salaries 80%. Yes, it's tough, but it's also like an opportunity of a rebirth. So we're like, right. we're in stage one of Shoot My Travel version 2.0 because we already have the knowledge, but right. the opportunity to start fresh. So we've been staying positive in this and
0: keeping keeping ourselves alive. You know, it is important to, as we were saying, at some point, this will be a thing of the past and things will slowly but surely go back to normal, whatever normal ends up being, you know, whenever. Um, but I think it's it's very inspiring what you guys are doing because if you're supporting your photographers, which are the backbone of, of your business, man, what what better way to develop that loyalty and, and, and just, we've been through the fire. We've been through some wars together that when you come out on the other side, it's just going to be.
1: Brighter. It just has to be brighter. And I think like this crisis, many more will come. And as human, as companies, as startups, as entrepreneurs, if we don't adapt to change and accept the change, it's just going to be harder. Exactly. If we are like, I don't want to move and I want to stay here, you're you're going to be torn down. You're going to be taken down, but you need to adapt with it. Like, yeah. You need to be um, like water.
0: And, and it's funny because as you were saying, you this is something, this direction that you've been taking lately. It's something that you guys have been thinking about, but because you're in the machine feeding the beast, right? You don't have enough time. And isn't it funny how life just sometimes smacks you across the the face and goes, Hey, that thing that you've always wanted to do, now is the time, you know? Yeah. Like
1: Yeah, it is, it is. And I and I've talked to like a lot of different founders and there some are benefiting from the situation because they have online services business or tech right. that they have, which is amazing. I applaud them for that. And like this is their time, but for those of us that are in the services industry hotels restaurants yeah. it's time to like reinvent ourselves and take the moment to say okay what oh. did i really want to do that i didn't have the time to do because i didn't make it up early that i can do now so right not only yeah. for us but for everybody out there
0: yeah so you touched on the fact that you're you're a photographer by trade would you consider yourself a creative first or a photographer first and a business person second or would you consider yourself a business person first that happens to be in the creative or photography space? I and you can't and you can't tell me a little bit of both. You can't give me the
1: <laughs> I think I am a creative that learned business along the way. You I, I don't I don't think you learn creativity along the way. That's something that you you have within. But you can learn business any day, like business, you can learn. If you have, if you learn a little bit of math here and how to project here and how to sell there, you are uh, like, you're a kamikaze. Like you are a uh, diamond in the, in the rocks. How do you call that? <laughs> but I think that I've always been a creative and I just fine tuned some business skills along the way, because Valerie now uh 2020 Valerie is definitely not 2015 Valerie that I would just think about photography in this very romantic way and I just want to sell my prints <laughs> and be in all the museums out there but I never thought about how was I going to do it or pay rent. Right.
0: How did you get started in photography?
1: I started doing self-portraits actually I was obsessed with a photographer called Cindy Sherman which I probably think you know her she's very famous Um, and I started because I was in a very dark place in my life and I decided to do a 24-day self-portrait project and it changed my life I think it really like every day I would explore a different emotion of what I was living so I would do first day was like uh, sadness, the other day was loneliness, the other day was happiness. And at the end, I was like, wow, I went through all these emotions, I was able to capture them through these self portraits. And then people, I posted them on Facebook back then, and people would see them. They're like, oh my God, these are amazing. Can you take some family pictures? I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, you can you take these pictures for my business? Okay, how much are you charging? I'm like, oh, I can make money out of this. I can live <laughs> out of this. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> like that first time you get paid for yeah. a gig, it's isn't You're it like incredible? That. You're like, what? Oh yeah. my God. You're
1: like, <laughs> I, I, rem- I would charge 100, 150 bucks for a session. And I was like, I'm bawling. Like, this is amazing. Right. I was in school and I was like, I can live out. I can pay rent with this.
0: Right. So naive. Awesome. So naive. So looking back, Did you ever imagine you'd be where you are today and accomplish the things that you've accomplished today?
1: I would be lying if I said I would, because I had no idea what I was doing. I was just following a passion and I, I didn't know what was on the other end of the line. I was just, I love photography and I'm going to keep doing this. I don't know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen but I'm going to keep doing it. And I found this along the way. And I was like, this feels really, really good. Like I feel very good doing like photography as a business, but I didn't know that it would bring me to this. I didn't know it would bring me to build a startup. I didn't know it would bring me to be pitching investors. I did. I did. I had no idea. It, this wasn't part of my plan, but I just kept, kept working and said, okay, I want to do this and I want to pursue it. And I'm going to, I'm willing to learn, but I had no idea. I, I I've never been a person that has a plan like down five, six, seven years in their life. and okay. like life to surprise me, but I work towards it. Like I'm going to be like, I would say I'm going to be successful being a photographer, but I don't know how I'm, I'm going to keep doing this constant, consistent, very disciplined. That's something that's I'm very disciplined at things, but maybe if life surprised me along the way. Maybe I'll take this opportunity or the other one.
0: are are there any experiences along the way like personal experiences that you feel kind of shaped how you approach life so many give me a few What are some of the ones that come to mind
1: i come first from a family of only women um so i was born in a family and raised in a family of my mom and her four sisters and my grandma uh no male figures my dad passed away before i was born so i didn't me him that we talked about before. My brother died when I was eleven. Months later, my grandfather died. Uh, my grandma. It was like uh, I remember when I was eleven. Like my life changed completely, um, and I was very impacted early on in my life by what is lost, like emotional loss, and the like that male figure in my life was never there because I didn't grow up with it, and the only people that I had passed away so early on, so. I had to mature my feelings really fast at the age of 11. I should have been still playing Barbies, but I had to like grow up emotionally. And I think that really shaped me into one learning, growing up in this matriarchy that women can do anything that they propose themselves to do because all of them have pushed this family forward and without them, we would I wouldn't be here. And second, that life is so short and if we don't do what we love, It's just not worth it. So I think I really learned that early on, like coming from a place of loss and grief and sadness to say, you know what? I'm going to make the best out of this life because I only have once. And I've had the opportunity. My brother died when he was 19. He didn't have the opportunity that I'm having today. So I think that in a very subconscious way, like pushed me to have that perspective of my life.
0: Wow. I imagine your mom, what are some other influential people in your life and what are some of those things that that you can attribute to them that you see in you today
1: oh being relentless resilient resilient women like if i can say like the most resilient women in my life are my mom my grandma and my my four uh, aunts like i feel that i have five mothers and they are just this power like there's this energy that they drive and anybody and i hope one day i can invite you over to like a family dinner you feel like so welcomed by them so loved and it doesn't matter where they come from point of loss they've like transformed their life to be to live a better life and to be happy and to live in in love and in family so that family union is everything i think that that's who i am like I. I can't even describe it because it's just so, so important.
0: It is easy to find many examples of people who experience loss and kind of go take that experience and it pushes them in the, in the other direction, right? Like in the, well, you know, why, why, do, why should I bother? Why? Because everything can be gone tomorrow, you know, and I didn't have a, you know, a uh, a male figure. I didn't have a, a female figure. This or that. And so, do you think it was just innate in you, or was it built into you to to go the other direction, to take those challenges and and make the best out of them? Right.
1: I think it was that i I saw it as an example in the family that I grew up in. Because when my my dad passed away, mom my mom was pregnant. She had my sister and my two other steps my two other step siblings. And she had to push forward with nothing. Start from zero stretch. And she could have easily said, I'm gonna die, like I'm not gonna have this child. I'm I'm just the grief is eating me up and I can't push forward. But instead she said, Well, I have something to work forward and push forward in my life and I'm gonna keep doing it so I think I saw that as an example when I grew up like every every obstacle that she's always had she's like adapted to the situation and made the best out of it so I think that if, if you're a kid and you see that as an example if you see it in her mm-hmm. if you see it in your grandmother if you see it in your aunts like those role models like really teach you right. and say well maybe life yes it has its ups and downs it's not I'm not going to sugarcoat it it's it would been tough for them but They've decided to change their life and see it from a different perspective, and I think like right now this situation globally is asking us all to see things from a not from a victim standpoint, but from an opportunity standpoint.
0: Yeah. Any any quotes that you think of often or that you try to live by?
1: I don't. Know. I don't think I have any like quotes, I think words of affirmation, maybe sometimes you say to yourself, like, and I don't even know, like, sometimes I like the universe loves and supports me is one that I really like to say when I'm feeling anxious, like when I'm doubting, I'm like, everything has a perfect purpose and I'm I'm here for a reason. I'm going to let go and allow magic to happen.
0: Very cool. What is, what's next for you and your company? what's next
1: so focusing on the photography community huge part of what we're doing now and we will keep building on but also um focusing on different verticals of photography is really important for us to do so we've like our long-term vision as a company has always been to be the one stop platform where you can hire photographers for any any need pretty much events weddings corporate content for brands, products, food, anything down the line. So I think we're accelerating that now that we're seeing that travel is a little bit stopped. Events are a little bit stopped. So let's focus on other verticals that we can um, expand into.
0: Very cool. So now let's switch into Miami rapid fire segment. Um, So quick, quick questions. First thing that comes to your mind about Miami living favorite food spot and dish.
1: Cush La Frita.
0: Cush, okay. <laughs> cush, Kush. I love it. I love it. Perfect way to spend a Miami weekend.
1: Beach, beer. Uh, yeah, beach and beer. Like no better <laughs> way. Like what else do you do? On a boat. On a boat. Can be on a like- boat. Okay. On a boat can be like another level. Rich friends with
0: boats. If you're stuck in Miami traffic, what are you listening to?
1: Power 96. <laughs> Power 96? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm probably listening to a podcast or like... Um, what, yeah. podcasts
0: you, what podcasts are you usually... Turning uh,
1: into? I like to listen to This Week in Startups. The Pitch okay. is one that I like. Uh, Opera Super Soul Conversation. I love that one when I'm feeling like deep. Miami Creators is on my list now.
0: Thank you. Favorite photography spot in Miami? If you're going to grab your camera and you're going to go photograph anything, anywhere, where are you going?
1: It's hard because it depends. Depends. I love Calle Ocho. Okay. And if I'm doing something more maybe on the artistic fashion side, museum, garage, I love to. Okay. In design district. Those two spots. Like journalist journalism type of photography, H3, because you have like so many different like personalities there.
0: Right. Any piece of advice that you would have for photographers or creatives here in Miami, hoping to grow their business,
1: learn the business behind what you're doing. Um, Creativity is awesome, but it's even more powerful and more awesome when you learn the business side of design, the business side of photography, like empower yourself by like learning business tools that can help you excel in, in that. Creativity.
0: Last but not least, any other Miami businesses or individuals or entrepreneurs that you want to mention, show a little bit of love to?
1: So, in Miami, we have the master chef, Lauren Arboleda from Food from the Heart. She's doing an amazing job like teaching and cultivating healthy living and healthy food. She's also like a super mom, goals that like all women want to be like perfect. Mom, um, another my from the startup community, Karibu Maxine from Karibu. She's doing a killer job. She has an amazing app that you can read to kids, um, and FaceTime at the same time. So, right okay. now, she's like killing it. Um, who else? who else do I have on my list?
0: And she's here in Miami, yeah. You should wow, interview her. Nice. She's
1: like a badass. She's amazing, that's awesome.
0: She's true Miami. The other one that I never realized was here in Miami is Frida Baby.
1: Oh my god. That I is am? I learned about them like two months ago and I yeah. was blown away by her and what she felt. Yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. Free to baby. That's amazing. Yeah. So proud. And then from like the restaurant side, Matt Kusher from Kush Hospitality, Kush, Spillover, Locale. Great Very friend cool. and an amazing entrepreneur.
0: Very cool. So in a second I'm gonna ask you to share with the listeners where they can connect with you and all of that. But um, before we do that, I want to turn over the mic and, and kind of any parting thoughts, anything that you want to share with the listeners, any advice either now with this crazy time of coronavirus or just in general.
1: In general, um, for now and in every situation, adapt and accept change with open arms. Change is beautiful and ruin is a road to transformation. Um, So just accept it, accept change, accept those difficult moments because every time that there's some darkness, there's equal amount of light waiting for you on the other side. So. Um. What else? What else? Did I have? Oh, where can they find us? Yes, well, they can what's the find best us? way for
0: them to connect with you, the company, see what you guys are up to.
1: We, uh, you can find us at shootmytravel.com at shootmytravel on all Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all platforms around TikTok, everything. Uh, and my personal is at v l o p z
0: Awesome! Yeah, Valerie, thank you he so much.
1: So much fun.
0: awesome thank you thank you thank you hey guys this is Corrado again two quick things before you take off one remember that you can find detailed show notes for every single episode at miamicreators.com and two if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe rate and share this with someone you think would find it interesting that's it until next time thank you for listening